Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is previously live. I don't think anything is confirmed yet, but it definitely seems like they're going for the arrest of Donald Trump. As our wise correspondent Charlie Kirk puts out here, uh, the New York City Police Department is putting out barricades around Manhattan Criminal Court. So that does seem like the kind of thing you would do if you wanted to keep people from, say, storming the building. Our, 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 we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by... Hold on, I found a, I found a longer link. There we go. And if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, will you have any role in extradition to New York? So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The, the Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so... He, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so... You're talking about this situation. We saw the same, th the same thing with the attack on Paul Pelosi, with the, um, the lunatic who attacked them, where it's like, oh, they're arresting this guy who did a crime? Well, don't these Democrats normally love crime? Pretty hypocritical, you know? And, like, they do that every time. With, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. Ah, he, ah, little little Ron DeSanthimonious. That was a dig. He would never have said what the actual accusations were if he wasn't um if, if he wasn't trying to like position himself over Trump. He's literally doing the I don't know anything about this, you know, affair hush money or these campaign finance violations. I don't know. He's you know because he because you know he wants to be because <laughs> because he he wants to be Trump. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about po porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. I also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these Soros-funded prosecutors, yes, they may do a high-profile, politicized prosecution. Dog, it's so, it's so crazy how boring he is. You guys remember? You guys remember how, like, Donald Trump talks? Uh, and that's bad. But the real victims are ordinary New Yorkers, ordinary Americans in all these different jurisdictions, that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda that these Soros DAs bring to their job. They I, I, I genuinely cannot believe that we've arrived. I know that woke basically just means like black or progressive or whatever. 
Um, it means progressive at this point, but like they're literally, it's literally just the GOP is just going like these Jewish DAs and their Jewish, um, bias and their Jew. It's like, holy shit. Soros doesn't do anything. He's a 5 million year old man. One of hundreds of billionaires who have invested in like a ton of different political things. Like it's not, it, it but it's like the one thing everyone knows about Soros is that he's Jewish. So yeah. Ignore crime and they empower criminals and that hurts people it hurts a lot steven crowder made a ton of jewish jokes in his show today do you watch the steven crowder show a lot of people every single day the soros district attorneys are a menace to society and i'm just glad that i'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office during my tenure aren't district attorneys funded by the state first and foremost i i hope you'll take it as granted that when he says soros funded district attorneys they're not on Soros's payroll. He's lying. That's not a real thing. What it actually means is that Soros probably like gave money to a fund and that fund had its money used for 12 different political projects. And one of those 12 political projects one time worked with the department of the DA to like combat like youth crime in one specific borough of New York or something. And by that they go, you know, it's sort of, much in the same way that Nazis will call anyone Jewish um, for even being remotely associated with Jewish people. Um, they'll like say anything is Soros backed. If there's any connection, which again, billionaires have money everywhere. That's the whole point. They Billionaires don't choose what to spend their money on. They have armies of people underneath them who invest their money. They don't, they don't, they don't directly manage all these projects. No one human could. Crowder's back on YouTube talking about the Trump arrest stuff. Well, I didn't know he was ever off YouTube. Oh. I'm watching. Possible. Yeah. But people like Nick DiPaolo, Jim Brewer, Brian Callen, Mr. Guns and Gear, right? Um, let, let, let's think about that. Even Rumble themselves. What do they have in common? Thank you. <laughs> See all of that, that bold. And I don't know if some updates that he may be arrested uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. We had a sense of deja vu early Saturday when former President Trump hit send on a social media post saying he, quote, will be arrested on Tuesday. Protest. Take our nation back. He's referring to the Manhattan case focusing on the alleged hush money payments. He Look at a little green here, huh? made to porn star Stormy Daniels late in the 2016 campaign. That grand jury is still hearing testimony and will need to vote as to whether or not Mr. Trump should be indicted. Mm, goodness. Okay. Um, so I know that uh, the... So with, with grand jury proceedings, if the alleged arrest is tomorrow, they've already voted, haven't they? Like the arrest doesn't take place the moment the grand jury proceedings arrive at a conclusion to indict or not. They would have they would have chosen a while ago. We just don't know what the decision is until it's made public through the arrest, right? Because grand jury proceedings aren't aren't public. I don't think they've even said it's tomorrow, have they? Well, I think there were some news. Um, I think there were some news sites that were saying that Tuesday was the day that had been selected for communication between the you know the police precinct and the Secret Service. Like the Secret Service were making preparations to hand them over because you have to like prepare this stuff researchers here put this on the map because they want me to read it as donald trump they always do that well you have to the quote's way too long please <laughs> so president trump said over truth social <laughs> do it in all caps <laughs> <laughs> <Boomer>. <laughs> excuse me 
Excuse you. <laughs> now illegal leaks from a corrupt. Unfortunately, his impression is better than mine. So corrupt, folks. I'm going to do it as if he was at a podium because <laughs> he it, writes yeah. it. He can't. Off know. book. Yeah, yeah like he goes off book. Speaking. Now illegal leaks from a corrupt. So corrupt and highly political. The most political. Manhattan. Is this better? I think mine is funnier, though. District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime. And who's <laughs> another one rewrote? Excuse me. Fairy tale. Please. 9-11-2. What he's saying here is, okay, protest if they're arresting a political opponent. I understand that. Didn't, didn't Kamala Harris say they should keep protesting as they were burning c cities to the ground? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But it, it's not okay for us to call for protests anymore. Right. I'm just, yes. just so you know, we can't. We're not allowed. So let's go through kind of the need to knows here uh, because there's a, a, the, the waters have definitely been muddied a little bit. So yeah. here's uh, the first kind of fast fact that you need to know. Are we hitting fast facts or are we? No. Are we doing? Uh, no? Okay. Yeah. No nope. bullet sounds. All right. So the... <laughs> I don't know why I thought it'd be a good idea to look at a Stephen Crowder video. Are there any Republicans who are talking about the actual accusations? Because so far, the only thing that I'm hearing is like, how can they say Trump did a crime when Democrats love crime? Curious. I I'm, not, I'm not actually seeing anyone contest. Well, I guess I'm seeing Donald Trump contest the crime. MTG did. Let me get it. Well, she's like the biggest Trump simp in the world, man. She's on that hog 24-7. Wait, what I'm... Marjorie Taylor Greene makes rare split with Trump over his call for indictment protest. She's saying we don't need to protest. That's kind of surprising. But this is certainly not her saying there was no crime. Is MTG a rhino now? No, she's probably just saying this will work out for Trump in the long run. We don't need to protest. These idiots are sealing their own fate in 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's basically just saying, like, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll win when the election time comes. Which is probably smarter, to be honest. Isn't she a fascist? Yes. For sure. Very openly. I just don't know if we're going to see any, like, I don't know if we're going to see any Republicans, like, actually talking about the crime. Okay, we beefing. What's up? Not good. DeSantis should vow not to extradite Trump and promise to fight this malicious prosecution. It's the right thing to do, and it benefits him politically to be in a position where Trump is relying on him for help. A win-win across the board. Unenforced error here. DeSantis does not have that power. Article 4, Section 2 of the Constitution governs here. Guys! Guys, it's happening. It's happening again. Ben Shapiro is being less openly fascist than other people on the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro does have, like, a tiny fragment of legit like legitimate liberal legalism still broiling around in his skull, whereas Matt has none. Florida law says DeSantis may ask his legal affairs department to review extradition demand. Really? The governor may call upon the Department of Legal Affairs or any prosecuting officer in this state to investigate or assist in investigating the demand and to report to him or her the situation and circumstances of the person so demanded and whether the person ought to be surrendered. Isn't that just asking for advice? Is that, is that, is that the same as the legal authority for them to actually deny extradition? How can extradition be at play here? It's across state lines. Because states can legally not extradite to other states. That's what we see with, like, trans sanctuary states right now. The ones where they're saying, like, okay, if you commit a trans crime in Texas, but then move over here, we will not comply with Texas state authorities and extradite you over there. They can refuse. But I think that that requires law, just not, like, executive orders from the governor. I, I But maybe this does here? But this is a federal issue, right? No, it's being tried in, in state court in New York. I guess we'll see. Either way, it's still interesting that Ben Shapiro is contesting Matt Walsh publicly here. No, the Southern District uh, of New York is a federal court. Oh, wait, wait, re wait, really?
Wait. Oh, if that if, if that's the case, then I'm completely a federal trial court. Okay, yeah. Okay, then they can't refuse extradition. Yeah, this, a state can't refuse extradition to a federal, because the, the federal government is a higher authority than the state government. It's not just between Florida and New York. It's between Florida extradition and a federal charge. So, so yeah, so, the, so yeah, no, it's a federal crime. The, uh, DeSantis is correct. There's, there's no way. See, look, when a demand shall be made upon the governor of this state by the executive authority of another state, Cernovich over here is defending the proposition based on um, the idea that this is state to state, that this is a state law thing, but it's not. Okay, so yeah, uh, DeSantis can't do anything. Uh, the name is Nix. What's happening with Trump basically is that he illegally used campaign money that he raised back in 2015-16 to pay off hush money to a prostitute that he slept with. Um, and he's being tried in, uh, in federal court in New York, and people are mad about it. I mean, well, we think he's going to be tried. We think he's going to be arrested. Theoretically, it'll be tomorrow. So what does this mean? It means that legally DeSantis has no authority to deny extradition of Donald Trump. Porn actress, not prostitute. Sorry, porn actress, not prostitute. My apologies. DeSantis messed up. His supporters should be capable of acknowledging that. He let his personal feelings get in the way and lost people that were behind him. Took way too much time to respond. What he did respond failed to meet the moment. What? This is so vague. This feels like a live journal. This is like a MySpace, like, like after a breakup, you know? Similarly, over the last couple of years, Trump has made a lot of errors. His supporters acknowledge that. He's fight Do they? He's fighting too many people at once at all times over way too petty issues, but what do I know? Th but what do I know? Why is she acting like such a girl? What? Um, and like, I don't know. I just, we've all made mistakes and some people are willing to let that go and some people aren't. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. Since this is a federal crime, doesn't that mean Trump legally couldn't run for president if he's found guilty? No, I'm pretty sure he could still run. The fact that Trump is attacking, attacking Ron DeSantis over the possibility that a radical Democrat New York Soros DA might indict him for a stretch felony charge is nuts, and this after DeSantis accused the DA of weaponizing the office. Dude, Ben Shapiro is 100% on the DeSantis train because DeSantis is less populist and represents more like procedural fascist legalism than Donald Trump does. And um, the other people at the Daily Wire, I think, are a lot more Trump-leaning. And I think that schism is going to be more apparent the longer we go down this road. I mean, both sides are pretty fascist. It's just like, mm, I don't know, fascism with a competent varnish? Yeah, yeah. When will there be a knight of the long knives in the GOP? I mean, you joke, but what's been happening to the uh, rhinos and neoconservatives has unironically been a kind of slow burn Night of the Long Knives, in the sense that there's been a very... it's So, it's not just like they've been made less popular and pushed out of the party. Do, hardcore Trump supporters refer to neocons like they're traitors. Like, the QAnon people don't think of Mike Pence and, and uh, uh, you know, um, uh, um, uh, oh god, the guy who ran in 2012. How am I forgetting his name? The Rhino, the neocon. Um, I'm, I'm so dumb. Romney, thank you. Yeah, Mitt Romney. And, well, and McCain as well, yeah, they, the, the QAnon people, they don't think of these guys as being, like, wrong. They think of them as being demons, <laughs> they, like, like enemies of the, of the people. So, I don't know. We'll see how things go. Yeah, Liz Cheney as well. Or she presided over the Jan 6, uh, you know, committee, so. You can't tell me anyone is more annoying than Ben Shapibo. I, I, I genuinely do not think that Ben is that annoying to listen to. Um, Steven Crowder, for me, is insufferable. Like, like I actually don't do Steven Crowder segments in large part because it is he's 
insufferable to listen to. Um, in, in comparison, I I relatively like um Ben. I, I like him the most of the Daily Wire crew. I feel like he's the only person I could have a conversation with. You know, like like if there was some big political con and the Daily Wire people were there and I was there and 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 I ended up having to get stuck in an elevator with one of the Daily Wire people and just talk with them. I I think for the rest of them, uh, uh, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, uh, we just wouldn't talk at all. I feel like with Ben, I could have kind of a light conversation and make some light jokes on the state of the, the convention. You know what I mean? And that to me is like an indication of more humanity from him than, than I, uh, you know, than, than I would expect from any of the others. Speaking of, Donald Trump tells the world he'll be arrested on Tuesday and calls for mass protests in the streets. The Biden family's Chinese payoff racket begins to see the light of day, and the risk of financial meltdown isn't nearly over yet. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. That being said, I really wish he would shave. I just don't care for the beard. I don't care for the beard at all. I know that he's not... I know that his big thing is that he's supposed to be like a young prodigy with a big brain, but he's not young. He's like 40, so it's not... It's not quite there anymore, but I really wish he'd shave the beard. Melanie. That would be the only theory under which you could do this sort of thing. This starts to look really dicey in the first place. And it also does look politically motivated because we've had too many prosecutors who've come out and they've said that we are we are going to get Trump. Right? We had Letitia James when she took office as attorney general of New York officially say, like in her opening statement, we're going to get Trump. We're going to go after him, which, by the way, is not how you go after crime. The way that you typically go after crime is you find a crime and then you prosecute the person who committed the crime. You don't find a person you would like to prosecute and then you figure out which crime they have committed. But it seems like there are a lot of prosecutors out there who have, who have done this. Now, Trump has opened himself up on a wide variety of scores by using what would be a best dicey behavior. But that two things can be true at once. That dicey behavior can be dicey and also not criminal, as we've seen multiple times in the past. And we'll get to legal predicate for the kind of charge that Alvin Bragg would be trying to bring against Trump. And we'll show that that legal predicate really does not exist. There'd be a novel. Okay, please, thank God. Give me like an actual. Okay, okay. I want an actual conservative defense of Trump here. Legal theory, if carried to fruition. So according to the Associated Press, even as Trump's lawyer and spokesperson said there had been no communication from prosecutors, Trump declared in a post on his social media platform he expects to be taken into custody on Tuesday. Again, this is why I say I think Trump is just kind of speaking off the cuff as per his usual arrangement. I don't think this is a planned statement. I don't think there was a leak directly from the New York DA's office to Trump. It sounds like this went through a, a process of telephone and finally Trump got the information that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday and he put that out there. But as I say, there's still process to take place. Business Insider is reporting that a possible Donald Trump hush money indictment is on hold until a final witness even testifies before a Manhattan grand jury on Monday afternoon. A source with knowledge of the investigation told Insider Saturday night there is at least one more witness. That source spoke on a condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to divulge details of the grand jury proceedings. Well, if they're still a witness, that means the grand jury has not even voted yet on whether they believe that an indictment would be justified or necessary, which means that it seems weird that, that Trump, before the grand jury has even decided, would be saying, I'm going to get arrested on Tuesday. Probably somebody told him the soonest you could be arrested is on Tuesday, and they're already talking about an arrest. The source declined to identify the witness, whose testimony will cap a two-month grand jury presentation by prosecutors under District Attorney Alvin Bragg. A separate source who spoke on condition of anonymity said that the witness is not Alan Weisselberg. That's Trump's former CFO. The star witness for the grand jury so far has been former Trump attorney and fixer Michael Cohen. Mm -hmm. He expected to be the, the final grand jury witness when he testified on Monday and Monday. TBH, he might actually be right. Yeah, whether or not he's actually right, I think really depends on whether or not insider information suggests the grand jury's decision is kind of like already decided, you know? Um, if if there was, if, if it was like, 
if the grand jury proceedings had gone along in such a way where basically everyone knows what the answer is going to be, they're all going to decide to indict, and um, and they're just waiting on the last witness because they have to go through it all before they... Like, they're not going to skip the witness, of course. They're going to go through it all. And then Tuesday would be the earliest time they could possibly arrest. And then, like, Trump just assumes that they would at that time. The, you know, I, I, I depending... I think there's information that could come out of there that would lead him to reasonably believe that's the case. We also, of course, know that the New York City Police Department has been setting up blockades around the, um, uh, the New York, uh, the New York City, um... Uh, courthouse. So that's definitely not something they would do unless something was likely to happen or happening soon. I mean, it, it, at the very least, like we're probably going to hear something pretty critical tomorrow. That could be in response to his calls for protest, though. That's true, but I, I guess it's possible they would bring out the blockades even if the grand jury didn't decide to indict just because people might show up to protest anyway. That, that seems odd to me, but I guess that's possible. I guess I could imagine a bunch of Trump supporters, like, furiously screaming from behind blockades at the, uh, at the courthouse after the grand jury announces they're not indicted. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, could, I could see that happening. There's, there's no harm in underestimating the intelligence of Trump supporters. Kevin McCarthy said people should not protest if Trump's indicted. Yeah, same with MTG. I guess, uh... We'll see why, I guess. He said, no one should harm one another. We want calmness out there. They Keep in mind that Republicans are aware of the fact that January 6th was really bad for them. I mean, it should have been a lot worse. They should have been arrested for sedition, for conspiring to impede the legal processes of the U.S. government, and that didn't happen. Uh, but it was still bad for them. It did not improve their standing in America. It didn't make them any stronger. So they probably wouldn't want to go for this one because there's no conceivable benefit, you know? Worst case scenario, if another Jan 6 event occurs, what do you think the follow would be? I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, like, it, you mean like they storm the courthouse to try to get Trump out? I, I, I don't really know. Like, they, like, I don't know what would happen there. If, if protesters stormed a courthouse that Trump was in to get him out, first of all, that courthouse would be brimming with an enormous amount of security. And I have a feeling that they would not let them in. You know, I don't think they do the thing that happened in the Capitol steps where they just kind of, you know, they're underfunded. They're not enough of them. They pour in. I, 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 th I think they would I think they would shoot a lot of them. They, I, I fully think that. But if that didn't happen and they somehow made their way into the courthouse through the New York City Police Department, through everyone and got to Trump, what would Trump do? Right. Trump would just have to stand there and like shrug. Because if Trump leaves, he's now complicit in his own breakout attempt, which means that there's now another thing to charge him on. Like he, like it's not like he could escape the country like that. You know, they, like what would that? Like they, they arrive at him. They're like, we're here to get you free. Like what? So he's gonna live as a fugitive the entire time. The funny thing is, Trump is so egotistic. He might do it just to like go along with the crowd. Like, like his lawyer would be like, Trump, Mr. Mr. President, please do not go with it. And, and he's like, my, my, my heroes, my patriots, my little pog champs, of course I would never let you down and you would never let me down. Let's walk out of here together. And then he leaves the courthouse and, and he's a fugitive and they, I don't know, they nuke New York or something, whatever. What if they kidnap him? I feel like, I feel like we're getting into Hollywood movie territory. Well, we, we've been in Hollywood movie territory for a while, but. Monday Wednesday of last week. And so bottom line is that the Trump's timing may be off. Now, that doesn't undercut the fact that if he is indeed arrested, it's going to be an absolute bombshell in, in the middle of American politics, the presidential race, and, and law enforcement generally.
We'll get to more on that in just one second first. What but would Secret Service do if people stormed the building to get to Trump? The Secret Service would shoot them. The Secret Service's job is to protect Trump, not to listen to Trump. Like the when when the Secret Service when the Secret Service are assigned to protect somebody, job number one is that person lives. Job number two is they follow that person's orders. Um, if a, if a, if a, a president or a former president is um, doing something that is risk like risky to their own safety, the Secret Service will not hesitate to tackle them and take them out from their own will. They will literally do anything to protect the life of a person they're protecting. That's uh, that's it, you know. So they would shoot the people who are trying to storm in. Let's talk about the fact that a lot of people. Nope. Have 100 nope. protest 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 and this of course led the entire media to immediately jump into he's gonna start another insurrection it's an insurrection it's an insurrection that's you guys first of all there's nothing illegal about calling for people to protest if there were then the entire black lives matter movement would not never got off the ground in that is true in june of 2020 democrats love protests until they are protests of things that they don't particularly like at which point it becomes a threat to democracy trump saying protest does not mean that he is calling for a violent insurrection against anybody you know how I know? Because there's an actual crime in the United States called incitement. You can be prosecuted for it. If you say to your neighbor, you should go out and you should commit an act of violence against Bob, and then he goes out and commits an act of violence against Bob, then you will be prosecuted for incitement. It is not incitement to say protest, 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 even in all capital letters, even if it's Donald Trump, even if there are lots of exclamation points. So let's go through a little bit of the, the actual case here with regard to what's happened. So first of all, Michael Cohen, who would be the chief witness in all of this, and who himself has been, I believe, convicted of perjury. And he, he lied when, when he was talking about his taxes and all of this, and he pled guilty to campaign finance fraud. As we'll talk about, that has implications. At the direction of Trump. Implications for Trump's actual case, because those two cases are one and the same with regard to Stormy Daniels. But he was also convicted for hiding money from the IRS and all the rest. Michael Cohen says Trump isn't doing this because the DA leaked. He's doing this because he's essentially leaking the fact that he's going to be arrested. OK, whatever. Here's Michael Cohen. This untruth social post that was put out by Donald, knowing Donald the way that I do, I don't see a reason that Donald would have put out the statement unless he has or his team have been contacted by the district attorney's office and advised accordingly. It's not Donald to turn around and to come up with something for just because he's bored at Mar-a-Lardo sitting there on a Mar Saturday morning. Hey, let's stir this all up. And I'll tell you something else about when I read that, uh, that post. It's eerily similar to the battle cry that he put out yeah. just prior to the January 6th insurrection. Okay, that sort of stuff is super tiresome. Super tiresome. And the reason that it's super tiresome, of course, is because saying that you want people to protest is not the same thing as saying that you want them to commit acts of violence. I will say. Okay, to be fair, Trump also didn't say he wanted people to commit acts of violence. He just euphemizes the acts of violence behind slogans like take our country back, fight, 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 you know, like stuff like that. Like, obviously, Donald Trump has never tweeted out, you know, hey, it's January 5th. Tomorrow, I want you all to go to the Capitol building and invade it and attack officers and kill people and blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously not. Incitement is a little bit more complicated than that. But I, I do agree that I don't think saying protest, protest, protest is, um, is incitement. Every time I hear Michael Cohen, I can't help but think of the Donald Trump tweet. Maybe my favorite Donald Trump tweet of all time. And that's, there's a long list. I mean, Donald Trump's Twitter feed is just lit. But Donald Trump, August 22nd, 2018, quote, if anyone is looking for a good lawyer, I would strongly suggest you don't retain the services of Michael Cohen. 
How can you not like Ben, man? Come on, that was so endearing and dorky. That was so, that was, come on, that was so dorky. That was bad. Yeah, it was cringe. It was cringe. Yeah, it's human. To live is to cringe. Sorry, my standards have just been set so low from people like Matt Walsh that I, I just, it would, you know, it, it's the difference, like, the difference is if Steven Crowder ever did a bit like that, it would go on for eight times as long, and um, he would have, like, the people he pays to sit next to him sympathy laughing the entire time, pretending it's the funniest thing they ever heard. And the moment he stopped, he would, like, snap and move to the next thing because he's not actually amused by his own jokes. Okay? That's just, listen, all right? One of my favorite tweets of all time. Of course, you know, Donald Trump has a habit of not hiring the best people. I mean, let's put it out there. That half the people who he's hired, he's either fired because he thought they were incompetent or have ended up, you know, being prosecuted. In any case, Michael Cohen, as it turns out, was not a good lawyer. And this is what is going to lie at the heart of this particular case is what did Trump know and when did he know it and what was what was going through his head when he authorized a payment from Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels. So to recap this this rather salacious saga, the the story here is that way back when Donald Trump mm -hmm. likely stopped Stormy Daniels, who is a former porn actress, is 2006. And all the way back to 2006, this is 10 years before Donald Trump was running for president. And he was at some sort of golf event. Mm -hmm. And he hit on Stormy Daniels. And then he essentially invited her to his hotel room, mm -hmm. implying that he would cast her on The Apprentice. And then he had sex with her. And the, she waited for like years on end for this to, because Donald Trump was not exactly known as, you know, Captain Monogamy. This has never been Donald Trump's brand. Donald Trump's brand has never been that he is a, a, a particularly holy man when it comes to his wedding vows. And so the, there, there's really no, no there there. There was, there was no actual story there with regard to Stormy Daniels screwing Donald Trump because, after all, Donald Trump for several decades screwed anything that moved. And then he married half of those people. So in any case, that, that, that was not a story. It became a story in 2015. Do you when agree with Donald Trump's stance? I'll get critical support to Donald Trump in his um, fight against the oppressive social norms of monogamy. Okay, that is true. Donald Trump started running for president. When that happened, Stormy Daniels saw a paycheck. And at that point, she was like, okay, I've got a story to tell. She, of course, is not the only person who said that she had a story to tell during the time. There's also Karen McDougal, who's a former Playboy Playmate, who had also allegedly had some sort of affair with Trump. And she also started retailing her story. And all of this got very much tied up with both the campaign and with monetary payoffs. Even the New York Times recognizes, by the way, that any of Trump's conduct with regard to authorizing Michael Cohen to pay Stormy Daniels, even that would not be illegal. It would be salacious and, and kind of gross, but it wouldn't be an actual crime. As the New York Times, I mean, this is the New York Times, this is me, okay? The New York Times, which hates Donald Trump and would love nothing better than to see the guy perp walk. They would love to see him with the picture, with the, with the numbers in front of the in front of the police screen, the whole deal. Even the New York Times is like, yeah, this case is not really amazing. Quote, it would not be a simple case. Prosecutors are expected to use a legal theory that has not been assessed in New York courts, raising the possibility a judge could throw out or limit the charges. The episode has already been examined by both the Federal Election Commission and federal prosecutors in New York. Neither took action against Mr. Trump. That includes Cyrus Vance, who is very much motivated to attack Trump. Trump, for his part, did not... Okay, I keep hearing this. In what way... Would this campaign finance violation be like an abstract, difficult to pin charge? They also they already got Michael Cohen on it. If Michael Cohen was directed to do that by Trump, Trump would then, as long as Trump was aware of where the money was coming from, Trump would then be like liable as well, wouldn't he? 
I, I don't know what legal complexity there would be that would like abstract out his culpability. Uh, the only like the only thing you could really say, the only like defense Trump could offer would be, uh, I just asked Michael Cohen to cover it up. Michael Cohen choose to use the campaign money rather than pull it from other funds. It would be a misdemeanor normally, but they're going for a felony. Well, didn't they already get a felony charge when they uh, when they they convicted Michael Cohen for it? I mean, he served three years. Oh well, that might have been for the tax fraud thing. Nice ever having had sex with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Wait, did to attack Trump? Trump, for his part, denies ever having had sex. Got him. Got him, boys. He's, it's done. Meatball Ron rising to the top. Uh, we're going to the moon. Invest heavily in Meatball Ron stocks, folks. He's never coming back from this one. With Stormy Daniels and said he did nothing wrong. Now, again, that's exactly what you predict from Trump. That doesn't mean he didn't. But the notion that he committed a crime is very much up for debate. And if we're talking about beyond a reasonable doubt for a conviction... There's a lot of reasonable doubt in this particular case with regard to the criminal violation that would have occurred. And again, it's the weakness of the case that dictates that there must be something political at play here. If this were a super strong case, you say, oh, well, you know, they have to prosecute. It's a strong case. It's a very, very, very weak case, which means that it is innately political. And we'll get to that in a moment. What? 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 First of all, all crimes and all charges thereof are political. It's law. I think I understand what Ben is saying, though. What Ben is basically saying is that only a, only a prosecutor who does not like Donald Trump would go after somebody as powerful as him on such a minor charge. That might actually be true. Um, we let powerful people slide in a lot, you know. Pretty much every politician, I'm sure, you know, there's accusations of this, that, the other. A lot of this is just like a, a kind of natural accompaniment to being an influential and wealthy person. Um, and if you're really motivated to get someone on a crime, I mean, think about it. Like, how many of you have jaywalked? How many of you loitered? How many of you have torrented something, right? You know, everyone has something on them. It's really just a matter of how doggedly the state decides to pursue uh, a conviction. And in this case, I agree that it's a pretty weak conviction for Donald Trump. You know, like, really? Campaign? Finance? Fraud? That's what we're getting him on after all this? Uh, but, but it is a crime, and uh, I hate him. And there you go, huh? It is politically motivated. This politically motivated doesn't mean wrong. But first, Law and everybody order. Here, everybody in my audience, you all know that the thing that is basically keeping me alive at this point is Black Rifle Coffee. Every Stop! Moment. This is her moment. Now, since 2000, Trump had been flirting with running for president. Right? He, he thought about it in 2011. He thought about it in 2000. He thought about it like over and over and over again. So in 2011, when Trump was talking about running for president. You remember, he actually flirted pretty strongly with it in 2011, 2012. Daniels began working with an agent to sell if she could see if she could sell the story of their liaison because, hey, make a buck while, while you can. And they negotiated, according to the New York Times, a $15,000 deal with Life and Style, a celebrity magazine, telling its reporters that Daniels believed Trump's offer to make her a contestant had been a lie. The reporter asked her just to impress you to try to sleep with you. Yeah, said Miss Daniels, and I guess it worked. Oh, you mean a powerful man offered the possibility of a career boost and you went for it? I, I, wow. Shocking. Shocking. When the magazine contacted the Trump Organization for Comment, Michael Cohen, who was Trump's attorney at the time and now a convicted perjurer, returned the call. A lawyer who'd been joined, who had joined the company just four years earlier, Cohen had become Trump's fixer. Trump dropped out of the race. He continued hosting The Apprentice. That October, Daniel's story actually surfaced briefly because they tried to leak it to a gossip blog called The Dirty. A couple of media outlets followed up and then offered payment because after Trump was no longer running for president, no one frankly cared. A couple of media outlets followed up and then offered payment. And Daniels actually at the time denied the story. And then in 2015, of course, Trump 
crops up again in the political eye. And Daniels, once again, is like, hey, I can make some moolah off that one time that I shook the president, uh, the president to be. So she tried to sell the story again in spring 2016, knowing that Trump was in the headline. I don't understand what the point of this is other than to like illegitimately instill in the minds of the people watching the morons who watch his show that this is in any way like unusual or illegitimate. Uh, like obviously, uh, a, a yeah, like if, if somebody had an illicit affair with a to be president, they would be trying to get a bunch of money off that story. That's like that's just a thing that happens. That's that's just a that's just that's literally what happens. That's what the term hush money literally like that's what that's the whole thing. Yeah, we live we live in a society, a capitalist society at that, you know, obviously. I mean, it goes all around. If you wanted an example of like an illegitimate version of this, Tara Reid, the person who accused uh, 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 Joe Biden, uh, actually did do the like dishonest, like will lie for money, political bias, da 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 thing. But there's no reason to believe that Stormy Daniels is in any way. Stormy Daniels isn't even saying like, yeah, Donald Trump, like, you know, he's just she just was saying that she um, she was legitimate grifting piece of shit. Terry. Yeah, yeah. Lines this time for more than 200 grand. All of the publications that she approached past, including the National Enquirer at about the same time, Karen McDougal, former Playboy playmate, also began thinking, how do I make a buck off the fact that Donald Trump slept with me in 2006. He had a busy year in 2006. I believe he married Melania in 2005. And then according to McCarran McDougal and Stormy Daniels in 2006, he, uh, he had sex with, with both of them. So it was a busy, it was a busy year it was 2006. Midterm elections, Iraq war, beginning of the, uh, the Sunni insurgency. Wait, was Tara Reid's accusation proven false? It's not really that it was proven false. It was that it had like no legitimacy to begin with. Tara Reid had a consistent story against Biden for like, 20 years basically and then right as he started to run she changed her story entirely uh then changed it multiple times after that and people who previously vouched for the legitimacy of her story started backing off and saying like well i don't know about this i don't know about that it was like a like it was very transparent there's no ambiguity to it at all tara reed's original story which i think was like it was like joe biden was creepy or like joe biden grabbed her arm. there was something it was like joe biden did something like bad it's not good like her her original thing was basically like he was creepy um, or maybe a bit handsy. I forget the exact details. But then, like, all of a sudden, the story changed to, like, he sexually assaulted her. And it's like, okay, well, you know, sexual abuse uh, victims do say that. Like, they will, they will, like, remember stuff or they will, um, you know, like, uh, uh, like, come forward with stuff later when it seems more important. But it's not just that. It's that, like, she changed the story multiple times over the course of that. And multiple people who were involved in vouching for her started backing away. And then she started appearing on, like, Russian news networks. I, I remember some of her, like, RT bits where she was sandwiched in between, like, you know, Russian state propagandist one and Russian state propagandist two talking about like being anti-Biden and then like suddenly it seems like that was the main place she was being featured it's like hmm you know oh yeah Tara Reid was at Maupin's conference guys just so you know Tara it, this isn't just like Tara Reid was platformed by RT she was in with Caleb Maupin she was in with like the insane cult like far right pro-Russia anti-America so like yeah we're we're not talking about like incidental association being around Caleb Maupin on its own is, is pretty indicative. Oh, yeah. Do you think she spanked him? Borgar King. Borgar. She got presented an award by Maupin. What was the award called? Hold on. Maupin Tara Reid Award. 
like the glorious people's The International Solidarity of Truth Award. <laughs> uh, this is the Center for Political Innovations Award. We are giving to Tara Reid for actions in defense of international truth and solidarity. To be fair, she does seem to be a little bit freaked out being up here. She she probably got invited. It's, it's the Center for Political Innovation, the CPI. So she might have been like, oh, you know, it's just like a thing. And then she shows up at this cult being given an award. I don't know. It's pretty funny. She probably got 200 bucks. You think they can afford 200 bucks? In the pursuit of peace and justice. This is very, this is very normal. So we might notice everything we're looking at right now, these are things that did not, in fact, um, happen with uh, Stormy Daniels. Nobody contests the Stormy Daniels claim. That's why they paid her off. To be, uh, like, to be fair, she clearly does not. Oh, no, wait, never mind. She literally knows the name Uhuru Movement. My apologies. Sorry, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt by assuming that she's just kind of, like, blinking, bleary-eyed. Um, but, uh, no, she- <laughs> she's fully in with this. Alright, okay, alright, okay, alright, okay. The Shia insurgency and- and, um, and Donald Trump nailing pretty much everything. In 2016, with her modeling career flagging, McDougal hired Mr. Davidson, the same lawyer who'd helped Stormy Daniels remove the 2011 blog post, and then they approached the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer essentially tried to buy up these stories in order to silence them because the person who ran the National Enquirer was good friends with Donald Trump. So the people, according to the New York Times surrounding Stormy Daniels, immediately realized that Trump's new vulnerability made her more of a threat and gave her story value. Mm -hmm. And Davidson, the Los Angeles lawyer, was also friendly with Stormy Daniels' agent, Gina Rodriguez and with the Inquirer's editor on the day after the Access Hollywood tape, the famous grab by the bleep tape emerged. Bleep. These two lawyers texted about the damage it had done to Trump's campaign. And then they asked for a pitch. These lawyers asked Stormy Daniels' agent to send another pitch for the National Inquirer at the time. Three days after the Access Hollywood tape, and here we get into the actual legal issue, Michael Cohen agreed to pay $130,000 to Stormy Daniels in a deal that threatened severe financial penalties for Daniels, essentially an NDA. They were paying her for an NDA. Cohen delayed paying. Apparently, he said he was trying to figure out where to get the money while Trump campaigned. So according to Cohen, Trump had approved the payment and delegated to him and the Trump organization's chief financial officer the task of arranging it. They considered options for funneling the money through the company, but they didn't settle on a solution. 
Stormy Daniels started to think, hey, maybe the current presidential candidate is waiting until after the election in order to pay me off because if the election is over and he loses, that story no longer has any value at all. And so instead, Daniel's lawyer canceled the deal and the porn actress began shopping the story again. Cohen finally agreed to make the payment himself. He spoke briefly by phone with Trump twice and then transferred out 130 grand from his home equity line of credit into the accounts of a Delaware shell company. And Cohen, again, ends up being charged and pleading guilty to campaign finance violations. The idea being that he gave a contribution to the Trump campaign by paying off Stormy Daniels by himself, but didn't report it as a campaign contribution. And in the original filing with regard to with regard to his campaign finance violations in 2018, the suggestion was made in the filings that Trump had essentially incentivized Cohen to do that and therefore could have been implicated in campaign finance problems. So why in 2018 wasn't Trump actually, why exactly wasn't he arrested at the time? Well, well, he was the president is the thing in 2018. But I, I, you know, I actually, I do have to give credit here. He is right. This is a political motivation thing. Um, the fact, like the fact that a former president would be pursued uh, for charges on this issue, it, it is absolutely indicative of, of like, we, we just hate Trump. We want to get him for whatever we can. You know, I, I, mm, long term, I don't like the precedent that that sets. But short term, our country is about to be destroyed by fascists. I don't know. I mean, it's also like an inevitable component of the process, right? It's not like you can have apolitical charging being done. And I'm okay with a very high level of financial scrutiny to very wealthy people, you know, running for office. So. Will a Trump arrest further instability? Probably. Isn't that exactly what they do with big criminals? Get them for whatever you can? Yeah, the classic Capone strategy. I don't actually know what they got Capone on. Like, I know it had to do with money, but... I don't know the details. What is this? A society where 23-year-olds with four-year college degrees and like- Tax evasion? Okay, that was it. Initiative who aren't smoking weed every day, if they can't make enough to buy a car, much less a home, much less get married, much less have children, then why should you be surprised when half of them say they prefer socialism? Well, I, you should not be surprised. So I agree to a certain extent. I think that the, the, the question is when the pedal hits the metal. Like you, you talk in the in the book about technology and how it's shifting and taking away jobs from folks. Yes. And you make specific reference to truck driving and the fact yes. that there are going to be these automated cars on the roads. So would you, Tucker Carlson, be in favor of restrictions on the ability of trucking companies to use this sort of technology specifically to you know sort of artificially maintain the number of jobs that are available in the trucking industry? Are you joking? In a no, second. In a second. In other words, if I were president, when I say to DOT, to Department of Transportation, we're not letting driverless trucks on the road, period. Why? Really simple. Driving for a living is the single most common job for high school educated men in this country, in all 50 states. By the way, that's the same group whose wages have gone down by 11% over the past 30 years. This, this clip is like four years old. Yeah, guys, don't get suckered into the talking points. What we're looking at here is two retards fighting, okay? Tucker Carlson is invoking a kind of phony, folksy American blue-collar populism. The idea that, you know, no matter what happens, jobs are what matter. And if you if you neocons, that's what he's saying to Ben, if you neocons are taking away everyone's jobs in the pursuit of ultimate economic efficiency, then what, where, where is life even? But in reality, Tucker Carlson doesn't offer solutions to these problems. Are, having the DOT, like, 
bar the development of innovative strategies for trucking in order to artificially keep jobs so the rest of the world races ahead literally the re so well he, he's literally saying he would through administrative action make it illegal to use more advanced technology in order to uh uh, uh, uh do trucking shit when, like, any sane socialist perspective here would just be like, okay, well, maybe if all these profits are being generated with basically no human involvement, maybe those profits shouldn't be singly controlled by the people who own the trucking company. Maybe they should be distributed to the masses. Maybe we should be looking at democratic ownership. But that would be actual socialism. And he can't advocate for that because Tucker Carlson is ultimately a slave to billionaires. He's a puppet for them, a mouthpiece. So... When he says, how can you be, you know, how can you be surprised young people are turning to socialism? The socialism he's referring to is an abstract nihilistic rejection of neoliberalism. It's a, it's, it's a, a countervailing force to Ben Shapiro's economic efficiency. What it is not is actual socialism. And of course, Ben Shapiro here is just being a neocon, which means that his economic prescriptions are probably well aligned when it comes to GDP maximization, but they don't serve to, uh, you know, keep people healthy, happy, and employed. Isn't it still a step towards the right direction? No. That would be like saying that uh, you want to make farming illegal because so many people are making their living off of hunting. And uh, it takes more people hunting to sustain a population than people farming. So you like keep people from developing civilization because it would mean like, but in reality, it turns out when you have a fewer, a smaller number of people able to fulfill a task that previously required a larger number of people, like what we did with food acquisition with agriculture, all those people who no longer have to spend their days uh, hunting or trucking in this case can spend it doing other things. The problem is, you know, obviously we're just not orienting society around those systems. We're not, we're not respecting the basic process of efficiency and resource distribution. We're, we're, we're letting everything pile in the hands of the people who just happen to be in charge of the companies that got the innovative automation tech. So do not be swayed by Tucker Carlson's phony socialism, my friends. Embrace the real product. Social cost of eliminating their jobs in a 10-year span, 5-year span, 30-year span is so high that it's not sustainable. So so that's something. So I want you to think about that for a second. What he's saying right here is it isn't economically sustainable to automate trucking because then you'd have all these people without their jobs. Here's the question. How does that work out mathematically? The profits of the trucking industry would stay as high or even get higher and they wouldn't have to pay the wages of the people they laid off. So the money that would have gone to those people still exists. It just exists in the hands of the bourgeoisie, the corporate owners of those trucking companies. So what if we just took the money and pushed it somewhere else? You know, what if there was a system that we could use to take money from wealthy people and give it to less wealthy people. I'm, I'm racking my mind right now. Oh, but that's right. Tucker Carlson can't advocate for taxes, can he? Because he's a puppet for billionaires. He can't do that. So instead, he has to do this. Yeah, actually, the best thing we can do is use administrative action to block innovative technologies. That's a great 
That's great. That's a good idea. Um, anything to prevent higher taxes on the wealthy. Anything. So the greater good is protecting your citizens from, look, capitalism is the best economic system I can think of. Do not be lured by his phony socialism. I think that anyone's ever thought of, but that doesn't mean that it's a religion and everything about it is good. No, but, but There's no Nicene creed of capitalism that I have to buy into. What I care about is living in a country where, you know, decent people can live happy lives, actually. And so, no. No, he doesn't. Every candidate he's ever supported, every policy he's ever pushed for, they harm you, they hurt us, they hurt Americans, they hurt non-Americans, they hurt white people, they hurt non-white people, they hurt Jews, they hurt Gentiles, they hurt men, they hurt women, they hurt everybody. Um, the only group of people that his policies do not hurt are the bourgeoisie, and that is it. Oh, I would say immediately, no, are you joking? And I maybe would make up some pretext for public consumption, like, oh, they're dangerous. The technology's not quite finessed. No, no. But the truth would be, I don't want to put 10 million men out of work so this, because you're going to have 10 million dead families. Why? The money that was sustaining them would still exist. It's just in a bank account controlled by the person who owned the trucking company. It's just the, the wealth that would have gone to their families is just wrapped up in the 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 stock price of the 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 company that laid them off it's still there you just have to take it and the cascading effect from that will wreck your country so I nice i know how that was, that was being framed as like a win for tucker carlson are we doing there there are a few problems okay the, the problem number 1 is that it was, it's totally unclear whether Trump would have actually been able to be convicted on that charge, given the fact that he had multiple reasons to want Stormy Daniels' story not to come out. One could have been the election, so he could theoretically say this was a campaign expenditure. It should have gone through his campaign arm. The second is, it wasn't a campaign expenditure. And so if he'd used the campaign arm, that would have been campaign finance fraud, right? That he, the reason that he wanted to shut down Stormy Daniels' story is because he didn't want Melania finding out, because it's embarrassing Melania, right? That's the so-called Melania defense that people have been talking about. And so... Again, the, the violation here is just unclear on a wide variety of, of issues. Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation, and he says if the state charges are based on a supposed violation of federal campaign finance law, the Manhattan DA is way off base. Right? The misdemeanor would be falsification of business records by the Trump organization, that Trump sent 130 grand to Michael Cohen for legal services, but the legal services were actually just to pay off to Stormy Daniels. That's a misdemeanor. The statute of limitations has run. Also, you don't charge a former president of the United States on that basis. It's way too politically fraud. If you were going to try to wrap that into some sort of felony, it would have to be a federal felony, like a finance felony on the federal level. And as we'll talk about in a second, that is an extremely weak case. Also, speaking of extremely weak cases, the, the case that the federal government knows what it is doing financially continues to weaken. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But this means that you have to think about what you do to protect your money right now. God damn it, dude. Holy shit, he must make so much money from these ad reads. Oh my god, they're like jump scares. It's all ads. I feel like we have a handle on this. I, I, I'm, I'm bored of this particular subject. Um, I, I probably agree with the criticism that there is a larger than normal degree of political bias in the decision to, in the decision to move forward in this way. But at the same time, I don't care. I don't care.